We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Sean, let's get into some transfer portal talk to start this conversation. We'll get back to the high schoolers. So an interesting tidbit that I just wanted to throw out there for people. A position that we haven't talked about, Sean, too much. That is a big point of emphasis in – sorry, I'm just reading things that are calling Notre Dame average and stuff, and I'm just moving on. I'm moving on, man, because 2023 defensive line class is not average. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. It's still better than it has been in recent years. So – Sean, the position that we haven't talked about a ton that yeah. is definitely a priority in, in Notre Dame recruiting is kicker. <laughs> kicker is going to be a priority. Oh, Sean, look, man, this is where we are with kicking right now. Blake Groupie is out of eligibility after this year. Yes. Who's your starting kicker. And Joshua Bryan has not done anything to make us positive that he could be the guy next. Yeah, we expected him to kind of be that next guy that would evolve this year and be, you know, the heir apparent. But mm-hmm. it hasn't worked out that way. Yep. So there is a kicker that was on campus this past weekend, Sean. I never thought we'd be spending much time on a kicker visiting Notre Dame. But this <laughs> young man, I talked to someone close to him over the weekend, and I do think that there is some significant interest in Notre Dame. Spencer Schrader, who is a graduate transfer. Mm-hmm. Out of South Florida, Sean, I spoke to a trainer that works with him. I put this on the message board over the weekend when we found out that he was – when he was visiting Notre Dame. So a little background on him, 6'2", 180 pounds, senior kicker. I think ju- he was listed as a junior, but he's a senior technically in school. Graduate who was 11 out of 13 in 20, uh, 2021 as a kicker, fifty, including a 52-yarder. And this past year, I believe he had 50 touchbacks on 62 kickoffs. So some good numbers for a kicker. And I know uh, someone just said something about Bryce McPherson. Bryce McPherson is the punter that we should be expecting to be the starting punter for Notre Dame. We're talking about the kicker at the moment. So Schrader, Sean, has had some some good numbers, a little bit up and down during his South Florida career, though. Talk to someone that works with him that also does a lot of uh, consulting on the kicker side of things. Yeah. 
And because I'm not a kicking expert, not like I'll leave the the I'll leave the experts to that area. I do not scout kickers. I don't. I was told though by them that Schrader is an NFL kicker from a talent perspective. Was under recruited coming out of high school and has remained a little bit under the radar. But he is a tremendous student, a really good um, comes from a really good family, and he would be a tremendous fit at Notre Dame. So by all all accounts, he had a good visit to Notre Dame this past weekend. I think that Notre Dame feels good about their chances. Schrader, I think, is also going to, you know, kind of do his due diligence a little bit. But as of right now, we feel pretty good about where Notre Dame is with Spencer Schrader, the grad transfer kicker from South Florida. So, Sean, I don't know if you want to add anything to that, but that's that's where it is, man. That's where it is. Again, I don't think we would take any time with kickers. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's always good to have a good kicker, right? You notice how schools, I wonder what, all these same schools always end up having like really good kickers and punters. And you have to question yourself like, okay, what, where are they going? Like what, (laughs) what, what body of water are they fishing out of that everybody else doesn't know about? And John Sock was a pleasant surprise from a punting standpoint. Uh-huh. Uh, Blake Groupie was kind of underwhelming. Uh yes. inconsistent. Um I think the difference, man, people you can the thud that would come off of his foot <laughs> to be that small is what kind of stood yes. out when we first saw him in practice. Like, yo, this little dude has some pop in his leg. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. But he was just, man, he was just inconsistent. So they did what they had to do, right? They had young guys in the program that they wanted to see if they could develop. But they went out and got grad transfers to come in and supplement for that one year, which turned out to be 
you know, okay from the place kicker standpoint, but turned out to be really good from the punter standpoint. So, yeah, man, he was, uh, I mean, John Stout was a semifinalist for the, uh, for the punter of the year award for the red yeah. guy. Right. Yeah. So yeah, he, he did a tremendous job. Unfortunately, they're both out of eligibility. So you're replacing the punter. Luckily, I think that Notre Dame feels good about Bryce McPherson and his future. And he mm-hmm. was able to redshirt. So you're going to have potentially four years of Bryce McPherson as your main punter. Yeah. So you're getting back to the high school recruiting side of the specialists there. You have your long snapper just announced that he's returning, Michael Vinson, which is great. But you have to replace the kicker. It sounds like it potentially could be Spencer Schrader if he decides to come on. But – that's kind of what Notre Dame needs to find a an answer there because I know it's unfortunate that Joshua Bryant has not developed, but it just doesn't seem like he is a player that they can trust as the main kicker in this situation. And they also lost Harrison Leonard, who I know was a preferred walk on that was you know had some, done some kicking for them in the past. I believe he's at Rhode Island now and yeah. he's not doing that well, <laughs> which is kind of weird. But yeah, so you you have to, you have to figure out your kicker because your punter is solidified for the next few years. You have your long snapper figured out for next year at least. So you need to figure out that kicker. So Spencer Schrader could be that guy. Another graduate transfer, Sean, that he actually announced this on Twitter earlier today. And so I think that we should talk a little bit about the maybe potential need at wide receiver Hmm. for depth. So Caleb Smith, not the Caleb Smith from Reedy High School in Texas that's committed to Notre Dame in the 2023 class. Very talented player. Talking about Caleb Smith, who is a graduate transfer from Virginia Tech, listed at six foot two, 222 pounds, massive kid, absolutely massive. I checked in with a Virginia Tech source, Sean, that told me, let me read verbatim here, word for word, so I don't so I don't mess words here. So I asked him what, what his opinion was on Caleb Smith, and he said he uh is extremely long, deceptively fast, and has really good ball skills. So like, oh, that's a good endorsement, man. You know, especially since he's leaving the program, right? Like, that's nice. But yeah, so a talented kid. Now, I want people to understand this, though. Notre Dame, by all accounts, by all sources close to the program that we have, Notre Dame feels really good about their wide receiver group that they have coming back next year. Okay, they have potentially the four four man player, uh, four players that were already set to return, the Jaden Thomases of the world, the Renzo Styles, Deion Colsey, Tobias Merriweather. They also have a four-man class coming in of Jaden Greathouse, Braylon James, Rico Flores, and Caleb Smith. They feel good about that talent in that room. They are not entertaining portal-wide receivers to necessarily come in and be the guy, right? Like they're not. That's not necessarily what they're looking for. They're looking to to help the depth issues that they've had at wide receiver with how things were left after Dell Alexander left, right? They didn't have a ton of depth at receiver. So any receiver that they are potentially to bring into the program is a player that is going to come in and help depth immediately. And then if they give you anything else, that's obviously a huge bonus, right? But I just want people to understand this is not a push against the talents. Notre Dame is very happy with the players that they have next year. And they believe that they have a group that can be very, very productive, but there may be a need for a guy to come in and help the numbers aspect of everything to help the depth. So can Caleb Smith be that guy? We'll see. He's going to visit Notre Dame this week. 
He obviously comes from Virginia Tech, which is a very good academic institution. You have to be a very smart kid, obviously, to go to Virginia Tech. And he's a big, long, and pretty athletic wide receiver. So Caleb Smith, wide receiver for Virginia Tech. Sean, visiting Notre Dame. Again, just want to reiterate, not necessarily to be the guy at Notre Dame to help with the depth and the numbers issues that Notre Dame has right now. Depth, leadership, all of that. He was a captain, right? He wore, he, he wore a C on that chest for Virginia Tech. So you're getting a guy that can come into a room and be a presence as a leader. And that's kind of what they had in Joe Wilkins for a lot of the young guys. And his departure now, along with Avery Davis, who were pretty much the two guys in their room that were the leaders. Now they bring a guy in there that can kind of command that room and help in bringing some of the younger guys up. He, he does a lot. He's been he's outside. They used him in the slot. He can find the creases and zones. He can make plays, 50-50 balls in the end zone and back shoulder throws. Like you said, big body and he's long. Big target. And that's something that falls in line with – you saw how comfortable Drew Pine was when Deion Cozy came back. It was, it, it was easy. He's a big why because he's a big body. It was easier for him to see. And Tyler Buckner is not much taller. So if he's playing or he's the quarterback or whatever quarterback they go out and get, you know, they'll have some big bodies to throw to. And I just think he brings some intangibles to the room with being a leader and a former captain for Virginia Tech. That could be beneficial in that wide receiver room, especially with the, the youngsters they're bringing in in the 23 class. You know, it is going to be funky, though, Sean. I know we didn't talk about this. But Caleb Smith from Virginia Tech and Caleb Smith that is committing to Notre Dame in the 2023 class, committed to Notre Dame, both spell the same name. They're exactly the same. K-A-L-E-B Smith. Yeah. Yeah. If both of them end up in Notre Dame, that is – how are they going to figure that out? I don't even know how they're going to figure that out. They have the same exact name. It's going to be like Caleb middle initial Smith on each uniform. K-1 and K-2. K one and K two. I love that. I love that, man. That's gonna be so funny. What's your name, Caleb? Oh, oh, that's my name too. That's my name too. How do you spell it? Oh, same, same, man. Uh, Wouldn't it be great if they had the same middle name too? That would be so fantastic. That would be way too much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, it'd be so much. It'd be so funny. Be so so funny. But that's where we are right now. Again. Caleb Smith, graduate transfer out of Virginia Tech, wide receiver, is going to be visiting Notre Dame. Notre Dame, if they do get a transfer from the portal at the wide receiver position, we're told again that that is more a let's you know let's help with the depth issues that we have had at wide receiver because again they expect four players back in that in the room, at least four back in the room. They expect the four man class to come in. And I think Notre Dame is extremely happy. I mean, why would you not be happy about a potential eight wide receivers that include guys like Tobias Merriweather and Deion Colsey and Braylon James and Jaden Greathouse and Rico Flores? And that's a talented group, Sean. It's really yeah. talented. You have a lot of bigger guys. You have a lot of different body types, a lot of different types. It's uh, yeah, it's gonna be nice, man. It's gonna be nice. Notre Dame should be excited about the wide receivers. Whoever the quarterback is next year, whether yeah. it's Tyler Buckner or a grad transfer. It's going to have plenty of options at wide receiver. There's no doubt about it. I think that's a position, Ryan, that is probably going to go quicker than others in the portal, the wide receiver position, because we're starting to see dominoes fall already. I believe the other uh, young man that transferred from Iowa, 
he committed over the weekend. Um, Keegan and, Johnson. Yeah, the Weiss kid from Oklahoma, I think, committed to Missouri. So that wide receiver position, the dominoes are starting to fall quicker than any other position. They are. They absolutely are. So those are a couple of grad transfer positions. If you guys want to talk more about other transfer portal targets in the mailbag, please feel free to throw in positions or t- talking points, players. We'll talk it out, man. We'll talk it out. But that's kind of what we're looking at right now. Definitely need a kicker. Possibly get a wide receiver to help with depth. That's kind of what we're looking at with those two positions specifically. And uh, yeah, that's where we're kind of at. So, Sean, like I said, though, a fun topic that I want to talk about is we had a lot of movements on the recruiting trail from coaches going to visit both committed players in the 2023 and 2024 class, as well as getting in on some key targets in 2024 early on. So I wanted to open up the conversation because this is an interesting topic that we've talked about a little bit, but I really want to hone in on it. So Peyton Bowen is a player, 2023 commits, Denton Geyer High School in the state of Texas. Unfortunately, they fell this past weekend. I don't know if you saw it, but they lost to DeSoto and their undefeated season. Where was the defense in it? (laughs) Right, right. Because there were a couple clips of of Peyton Manny laid the dude out on one play and a nice pass break up on the other. I'm like, wow, they didn't play any defense during that game. It It was a tough weekend for Notre Dame commits, by the way. Yeah. But so Peyton Bowen's a player that everyone keeps talking about just two weeks away from signing day, Sean. He's been a foot candidate for like 20 months now. It's been wild. It's been a long running conversation. So I want to talk about this though, Sean, as Notre Dame has used these visits to their advantage over the last week and will continue to do moving forward. I just want to get your thoughts on it. So they have now had on two separate occasions, two different groups of Two different groups of coaches go to take a look at um, to go to see Peyton and you know talk it up and visit and all that good stuff. So they've had two different sets of co- of groups of coaches go, and they also they also have put out the feelers that we should expect Marcus Freeman to get back there before this open period ends and, you know, before signing day. So he's going to so Notre Dame is planning on having three different trips to see Peyton Bowen to, you know, close this one out. Right. Cause yeah. there are a lot of people that are nervous about does Peyton Bowen end up in the class? What does it look like? And I get it folks. Like I, I totally get it. You know, it, there's uneasiness around this one. I get it. But I just want to open this one up, Sean, because I believe that Peyton Bowen is still firm to Notre Dame. I do. I think that he's going to end up at a uh, part of the Notre Dame team. But I do think that it's been very – it's a good re- use of resources for Notre Dame to have so many different visit opportunities with the player that a lot of people have question marks about right now. I understand it. I understand it. I, I sit with you. I, I'm not concerned. Right, the young man has a decision to make. If there's still one to make, I think ultimately the comfort level that he has with the coaching staff, along with his family, you do what you have to do. I'm glad Marcus Freeman is going to get out to see him again to reassure him, to let him know, like, look, we expect you to be in this class. He has not gone silent. On the 23 class, as far as the other commits, he's still in, in, you know, communication with them. So, you know, that's that's the one thing I've been waiting for. 
for like the guys in the 23 class to say, man, I haven't talked to him. Like that would be the first sign for me to say, oh, okay. Like what's yeah. going on? I haven't heard that. So that was the first red flag for us with Keon. Yeah. Like, yo, all of a sudden he just went dark on us. We haven't heard from him. So it hasn't happened. And I know we want the uh the calendar to keep flipping days <laughs> to speed up this time to get the national sign today. But it is what it is, right? You know where he sits with Notre Dame, and you know who's coming after him. Like it, it's it's really simple. It's really not that frustrating. You know where he sits, you know who's trying to pry him out of the hands of the Notre Dame class in 23. And now we sit and wait. The one thing, and I love seeing the coaching staff being aggressive with the situation instead of sitting back and just resting on the Lord. So, yes. Sean, all I'm going to say is, and I've talked about this a couple times, but there's two sides to the Peyton Bowen thing. There is. Are there things to consider and to be uneasy about? 100%. Don't blame anybody for feeling the way they do. But all I'll say is this, folks, and this, this will remain true whether Peyton Bowen ends up in the class or not is that there was a lot of bad information that was put out there. A lot of information that we know didn't come from the Bowens. I mean, that's just what it is. So if no, if Notre Dame does sign Peyton Bowen, if he does sign on the dotted line on the 21st, all I'll say is that we'll have some things to say, right? We'll leave it, we'll leave it that for now, but a lot of misinformation that was put out there. And I think so, that, I will say this. Mm-hmm. The season is over. Yep. He'll probably – lick his wounds mm-hmm. for a few days and then he'll start to reflect and have some conversations. This is, this is when it gets real for him. Cause I think the season has been a welcome distraction. Yes. I, I think so. Yeah, I think so, man. I think so. So yes. And someone just asked if I'm confident Peyton signs with Notre Dame, I, I feel the same about it. I, I expect them to be in the class. You know, that's just all we're at right now. Like, there's nothing that has changed my opinion on the whole circus, right? Like, it just hasn't. I think that Peyton will end up in the class. Am I going to predict it? No, because, I mean, we've already been burned by Keon Keeley once, right? We've already, it's already happened. I'm not necessarily going to predict it because kids change their minds and change it quickly. But at, at where I am right now, I have no reason to feel any less confident that he ends up in the class. That's where we are. That's where we are. If we, if we do have any reason to feel less confident, go to boresideirishbreakdown.com and that's you know that's what we'll that's what we'll talk about. That's what we'll that's what we'll you know we'll give you the update. So that's where we are. That's where we are. Next recruit though, Sean, that I want to talk about. This is a really important one. Really important one that Notre Dame made the travels last week. They brought out all the heavy hitters, Sean. I know Marcus Freeman was out there. I know Dylan McCullough was out there. I know Chancey Stuckey was out there. Tommy Reese may have been out there at one point, maybe not, but they brought out all the heavy hitters to check out the St. Louis area. And first, first topic that we'll talk about is that, Hey, they went out to see Christian gray out of the Smith Jesuit, who is a 2023 cornerback commit for Notre Dame. going to sign here very soon. Jeremiah love Christian brothers running back commits in the 2023 class as well. Both top hundred caliber football players in the 2023 class, extremely talented. We've talked about, Notre Dame's eagerness and the mission to continue to recruit St. Louis area and just the state of Missouri to a higher degree, which we've seen. 
especially last year. And then you talk about guys like Tyson Ford and Gabriel Rubio before that, Kyron Williams, done pretty good in the, in that St. Louis area. So Sean, sorry, go ahead. You think? <laughs> they've done pretty well, man. They've done pretty well. But, Sean, the point is, is that they need to continue to do well going into 2024. And they were out to see a couple talented wide receivers while they were visiting guys like Christian Gray and Jeremiah Love that same day. They went out to see Ryan Wingo at a St. Louis University, and they also went to go see Jeremiah McClellan, who is the teammate and friend of Jeremiah Love for Christian Brothers. So quick updates here. I'm told that both meetings or both visits went really well. They were both school visits, obviously. They went out to the school. And I also would say this, Sean, because people say, oh, this guy crystal ball here, this guy crystal ball there, and I, I hate the crystal ball thing. I do. But someone – I remember people freaked out about a month ago when Ryan Wingo was crystal ball to Tennessee. And then, so I reached out to some folks closer Wingo and that side of things. And they basically had said, like, he's in no rush to make a decision. <laughs> like, I don't know why people are crystal balling. Like, it, it, yeah. I'm not saying that he was going to end up, you know, at Notre Dame or he's not going to end up at Tennessee, but it was just at that point, it was just kind of like, really, guys, like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, why yeah. are we doing this right now? I am told that there's high interest in Notre Dame. There is. It's another one that's going to be a fight because Ryan Wingo is a five star, top. 15 caliber football player in the class, a tremendous football player. But what I really am excited about, Sean, is they're continuing to really hone in on St. Louis. Ryan Wingo is a great football player, obviously, who's going to be a main target in the class. But Jeremiah McClellan, man, we don't talk about him enough because of how good Jeremiah Love was for that team. But Jeremiah McClellan had over 1,100 yards this year, averaged over 20 yards a catch, was also a Wildcat quarterback, a couple dynamic pass catchers that are main targets for Notre Dame in, the, in St. Louis area. And McClellan showed up in the semifinal and the championship game for Christian Brothers. So dynamic, big-time player that likes to play. He's kind of like reminds me of Ben Minnick, like the Christian Brothers. Jeremiah Love got all the ink, but, like, when it came to clutch time, Jeremiah McClellan made some really big plays, just like Malik Hartford got all the ink. But Ben Minnick ended up making some big-time plays on both sides of the ball at important times for their team. So if they can get – look, let me tell you something. What he did in 23, if he walks in let's, – let's really think about this. Let's think about this, Ryan. Braylon James, Jordan Greyhouse, Jen Greyhouse, Rico Flores, Caleb Smith, and if Chancey Stuckey walks in a building and his first seven commits end up being McClellan, Wingo, and Cam Williams, plus those four, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He has reversed everything that the previous wide receiver coaches did to that wide receiver room in a span of a year and a half. If it goes the way we hope it can go, and recruiting with those guys. I, I love where they sit with Ryan Wingo because of the relationship with Cam Williams. Absolutely love where they sit. Absolutely love where they sit. McClellan, I think the connection to Jeremiah Love and the ability for Jeremiah Love to watch him progress mm -hmm. uh, is going to weigh in heavy. And the comfort level for all of the St. Louis guys that are there 
Gabriel Rubio, Kyron Williams is there, Tyson Ford's there. You're going to have Jeremiah Love there. It's like, yo, there's going to be a comfort level. So I really believe you snag both. Now, with both of them being guys in the St. Louis area, isn't it? Would it be a situation where one will say, well, man, if he goes there, I think I might want to go somewhere else, right? Because we've been in the same area so long, mm-hmm. going back and forth, being the guy. And that could be part of the conversation. But sure. look, where they sit in the building, once again, go look at the article that Ryan wrote about all the great talent in 23, 24 and beyond. And Notre Dame tapping into that uh, St. Louis area. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you love it. You have to love it as a fan, what they're doing in the St. Louis area. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And they seem really close-knit there too, Sean, because I remember when I did the interview with Jeremiah Love leading up to the commitment, one of the first things he said was, I'm already talking to Ryan Wingo and J-Mac, Jeremiah McClellan, to get him, them to come to Notre Dame, too. Yeah. You know, like that was kind of the top priority. So it'll be interesting to see how Notre Dame can impact the St. Louis area again. Even if you get one out of two of those kids, yeah. it's a really good haul, right? Especially since you already have Cam Williams. Like Cam Williams is now up to a top 50 recruit, I think, according to 247 Sports, after the junior season he had as well. So Cam's legit, legit, man. He's legit, legit. So getting a couple other guys in that same vein would be big for Notre Dame. Yep. On Thursday, Sean, last Thursday, there is sometimes you're going to recruit areas, Sean, that are a little bit difficult to get to. Okay. A little bit difficult to get to. So Jared Parker on Thursday wanted to go visit my guy, Carter Nelson. 2024 tight ends <laughs> out of Ainsworth, Nebraska. He is your guy. Well, you he don't say that guy. lightly. He's, He's your guy. guy. I'll take it, man. Whether he ends up in Notre Dame or not, I'm going to keep a close eye on what Carter Nelson does at the next level, whether yeah. it ends up in Notre Dame or not. Ainsworth, Nebraska, Sean, not an easy place to get to, apparently. So this is what Jared Parker had to do to get to Ainsworth, Nebraska. He... Flew into Sioux Falls. From Sioux Falls, he drove four hours to get to Ainsworth one way. Uh, Met with Carter Nelson. Then you had to drive four hours back to the airport. So my guy, for one single recruits, drove eight hours, not counting what the airtime was on the airplane ride. So he spent, his, he spent his entire day just to see Carter Nelson, man. And the cool thing is, and I had a story up on the on the site last week, On I think it was on Friday morning, about kind of the just the travels and everything. So it was really neat, though, because the coach of the – so Carter was playing basketball. So I'm at basketball practice. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen Carter Nelson play basketball, you need to go to huddle right now and scroll down a little bit because they got some sophomore highlights of him, Sean, where right. he's doing windmills and – 
trying to go between the legs and all this type of stuff. He is a freak yeah, athlete. Yeah, yeah. Freak athlete. So we got to see him play basketball. But it's cool because Carter's father, Jake, is the head basketball coach at Ainsworth and also an assistant football coach. But mm. the head coach for the football team is also an assistant basketball coach. So they're both yeah. on the staff. So they got a chance to sit down with Coach Parker extensively and talk ball with him and talk about everything. And I was told by someone close to Carter that the conversations were fantastic, went really well, love Coach Parker, great guy, all that good stuff. And I was told that the ability for Coach Parker to see Carter play basketball was quote unquote eye popping experience for him. So getting to see him in person to run around, jump, do all those types of things, get to sit with, you know, the, his dad and the, the head coach of the football team. I think Notre Dame's making some inroads here, Sean. I do yeah. right now. Carter Nelson, despite playing eight man football in the state of Nebraska is a is a top 150 player by at least one platform. And I think that that is underselling how good he's going to be. If he gets on the track and he continues to add weight to his body, add weight to his frame, goes to some of these all-star events, I think it's a top 50 recruit minimum. I think he's that type of talent. Yeah. I want to give the, I want to give the shout out, Sean, and then you can take it away to talk about Carter Nelson a little bit, but coach Parker, man, you want to talk about a grinder. You want to talk about a guy that's going to get on the trail. Eight hour, eight hours driving, not even counting your plane ride to get to Sioux Falls. Man, they're going all in on Carter Nelson. Man, they want him to be the second tight end in the class along with Jack Larson. It, it's special group potentially. I have or Notre Dame media. I have a great idea. When these coaches go out, you should do. They should do their own version of diners, dives, and drive throughs. Right where I ate when I went to recruit this kid. That would be fantastic. Like just where I ate going to Carter Nelson, where I ate going to Jack Larson. But I would be particularly interested in this travel right here, right? Because you had to eat twice, right? You had to stop and get something to eat at least twice on the way and then coming back. I would love to know what the country was like around, what the drive was like. Like driving there where you calling other recruits. On the car play, <laughs> talking to other coaches. Look, man, you put me on this kid because I was late to the game. You put me on him. And, yo, he is your Jaden Osbury. You know what I mean? And hopefully he ends up at Notre Dame. Like what Osbury was for Brian, guys, this this kid, this this is Ryan Roberts' guy. Like Ryan Roberts really wants this kid to end up in Notre Dame so he can talk about him for the next three years. That's right. I said the next three. Because I don't expect this kid to be in Notre Dame more than three years. If he uh, that, now, I said it correctly. The next three years once he arrives, because I don't expect him to be in Notre Dame for a full four years. So it's 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 going to be interesting but that's what you have to do right when you believe in a guy we just pointed out look we just pointed out that there's a really really good tight end mm-hmm. in your backyard yeah 
that everybody wants, right? Mm-hmm. That's the type of kid that you bypass to go get him. I, now I get it. Like, I yeah. get it. Because mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a really good tight end that you could probably offer and immediately lock in, if not be in a great position with. But I understand why you hold off on that offer when you're driving eight hours to go see this kid. I totally get it. And that's what we're talking about. Like the level of talent that they're scouring the country and evaluating to go after. This will be, in my opinion, the true first class that I think we can judge coach by from a tight end position. Like Jack Larson's locked in. And if he can get a combination of Jack Larson and, and okay, <laughs> that's your that's your first class. Well, well, Sean, we haven't we haven't talked about Jared Parker much because Cooper Flanagan was already in the class, right? right. Like it was just it was just yeah. keep Cooper happy, and yes. you know, and he did, he did that. Yeah, and it's not flashy because Cooper Flanagan's more of kind of your throwback tight end that's going to block his tail off and be dominant yeah. in that regard, but also has some. We have our 500 yards and a triple option offense this year receiving. So, like, he, he can catch the football as well. Football, yeah. But he's more of a throwback. He Carter Nelson's a completely different type of football player yeah, yeah. than Cooper yeah. Flanagan, yeah. which makes it exciting, though. If you get those types of guys in the room together with a Jack Larson, with an Eli Raritan and Holden Stace and all those types of kids, tight end group is going to be really special over the next few years. And I, I want to reiterate this again, because I think Notre Dame is in a good spot right now for Jack, Jack, uh, for um, Carter Nelson, excuse me. I always said Jack Nelson, Carter Nelson, who is 6'5", 210 pounds, framed to put on a massive amount of weight. He is a player, Sean, that, yes, exceptional talent as a, as a football player, no doubt, right? I mean, through 15 touchdowns this year, also ran for 700 yards and, 11 touch, uh, 12 touchdowns, 13 touchdowns, something like that. Also was the team's leading receiver despite playing a lot of quarterback. Over 500 yards, 11 touchdowns, six interceptions, playing linebacker safety. Also 40 yards per punt as the team's main punter. Oh, and by the way, he might be a better basketball player than he is a football player. 13 points, nine rebounds, three and a half blocks a game as a sophomore this past year. And oh, by the way, track and field might be his best sports overall. I mean, Dude, you're talking about a kid that size clearing yeah. 16, 611. Yeah. I, Dude. I was like, okay, Ryan. Yeah. I, I see what you see with this kid. He's doing windmill dunks on a basketball court. He's a seven foot high jumper as a sophomore. Right. And I know some people are going to be like, oh, what's the level of competition? And you're right. He plays in Nebraska in eight-man football. Competition is not great. But you know what You know what plays at the next level, Sean? Being 6'5 and having a seven-foot – being a seven-foot high jumper. <laughs> like, that plays, man. That plays at the next level. Yes, it does. So, yes. So that's all That's all we're at, man. So that's kind of the, some of the – that is some of the recruiting news from this past week from some of the visits. We've had a lot of – pieces up and some reactions from the message board on guys like Christian Gray and the visit they had. And I mean, they were out to see Drake Bowen, Brandon Vern, and they've been out to see everybody over the last week, basically that's, that's committed in the class. Those are some of the uncommitted players to kind of keep a close eye on. So 
It's a little bit of the uh, recap from this past week. So we're going to get into mailbag here in a second. Before we do, if you could hit that like button, subscribe, share button, send it to your friends, five-star reviews on any podcast platform, and hit that notification bell. Because as we lead up to the 21st, which is National Signing Day, we're going to have a lot of shows. We're going to have a lot of updates. Go to boards.irishbreakdown.com. Make sure you sign up there. But that's going to conclude the recruiting hour for today. 